Welcome to the Geek Questioner podcast, episode 0048. I'm Charlie Hoover from geekquestioner.com, and tonight with my co-host, we'll be asking some fairly nerdy questions to our guest. After that, we'll dig into your answers to my geek question of the day from the past week. This podcast will cover your answers for March 17th through March 23rd, 2017. Tonight's geeky co-host is once again Alia. Uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Despite the time change, I'm glad you got here. Uh, yeah, the time change. <laughs> I'd like to tell uh, my fellow my listeners that I did not succumb to the government's wishes and I follow the real time. Who else is with me? Yeah, hashtag I rebel, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, um, I think we're just going to dive into uh, the actual interview itself. Uh, so it's time to introduce this week's guest. Uh, so let's get on with the questioning. Are you ready? I'm ready. Excellent. So who are you and where are you from? Uh, my name is Zach Pruitt, and uh, I'm originally from Colorado, which is where I was born, but I was raised in Bellevue, Washington, and I've been living in Seattle now for the past 15 years. How do you like it up there? Uh, you know. It rains. Pretty much all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was just gonna ask you about the Colorado party. If you knew anything about it, I'm gonna ask every Colorado about Col person about it. About what? The I didn't missing hear. Colorado party. They went into the mountains and never came back. Ooh, I don't know this story. There's, there's, a, there were a few horror stories about it. Fictional. Wait. Yeah, there's a lot of um, uh, what do we say? Fan fiction about whatever. There was this party, and uh, rumors say that. They turn into zombies, but more log logical people say that they turn into cannibals. I think they went from Colorado. Tomato. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, they turn into cannibals <laughs> because there was no food to eat, etc. So uh, they lost their mind either way. So I just thought maybe you knew something about the Colorado party. Since you're from Colorado, no, no. I think well, there's so also I was, a Colorado I was... party. Yeah. I mean, I spent a lot of time. So I was born in Fort Collins and then we moved, but then my grandparents lived in Boulder. So I spent a lot of time in Boulder hanging out with my grandparents. I didn't, I was mostly just surrounded by hippies because it's, it's, it's a college town. Um, so I, I never heard any stories and my grandparents were, you know, founts of knowledge when it came to like the history of Colorado because they lived there their entire lives mostly. But, uh, no, I've never heard that. I'm going to look into that though. That is <laughs> my interest. Because I love zombies. You. Oh, really? <laughs> no wonder uh, they kept that wow, story away I... from you. Yeah. <laughs> they were wrong. <laughs> Colorado zombie. For some reason, I'm just picturing like zombies on skis. I... Yeah. Smoking a, <laughs> smoking a doobie and, you know, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. reading just chilling poetry out. and, yeah, <laughs> yeah. protesting. A, po <laughs> a poetry slam with hipster zombies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, so what, what do you do for a living? Uh, I'm a video editor by trade. Um, I work uh, full-time for a company that makes uh, training videos for physical therapists. So they offer continuing education um, courses for folks who work in the in that industry that want to like keep up to date on all the latest techniques so they can have better outcomes and make people healthier. Oh, cool. <laughs> uh, but then, yeah, I really sold it. Um <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I do um, freelance editing for uh, like 
you know, a lot of indie filmmakers in the area. I, I do, I cut like movie trailers and then promotional stuff, interviews, uh, video essays, kind of whatever I can get my hands on right now. I'm just trying to build up my portfolio. Um, but yeah, I've been doing editing now for about five, six years. And prior wow. to that, prior to that, I was a game uh, a game tester. I did that for about ten years and got sick of it. And um, somebody <laughs> showed me a supercut on YouTube, and I was like, "Hey, I can do that." And so I like downloaded iMovie and just kind of farted around on that for a while, and it just kind of grew from there. So, has there been a, a particular video editing experience that, or a video that stuck to you? Oh man, there's there's so many. Um, you're talking about just like uh, like a like the kind of stuff like a supercut that stuck with me, or like a video essay, uh, or any anything that uh, really stuck to you, a video or something you didn't expect it to be. Maybe you were told to edit some video, and then it turns out to be porn. Some nice story like that that doesn't usually exist in stories. <laughs> no, nothing that nothing that crazy. <laughs> I wish I had a story like that. Well, give it time. I'm sure we'll. <laughs> yeah, nothing, nothing that high profile. That would because I think that would have that would have gotten some headlines if I had done something crazy. But uh, no, nothing, nothing, nothing yet. Oh, that's yeah, okay. going, going viral in the worst way. <laughs> right. What are your top three geeky passions right now? Well, um, I would say like ninety nine point nine percent of my geekdom is uh, centered around movies. But then I dabble in. I was talking earlier with Charlie about D and D. I do play Dungeons and Dragons. I just joined up uh, with somebody's game uh, last month, and so I've been doing that. I play video games. I read comic books, but that's just all kind of in the peripheral. Like it's mostly just movies for me. Um, and I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I'm geeking out about right is, now. Is there any particular movies? Like, do you, is it just film in general, or do you go for certain genres, or? Um. I, I I find more and more that genre doesn't really matter. Um, I think it's, I mean, obviously like I'm a big horror buff and I like sci-fi, but then I like a good drama. I like a good comedy. I like a good kids movie. Like there's lots of good kids movies out there that are really well made. Um, uh -huh. And I like a good action movie. I like sometimes just, I like turning my brain off and just going in. Like I, sometimes I'll just go to a movie because I, I just like really want popcorn that day. <laughs> and that'll that'll be my main motivator like the movie not so much it's nice to have something to watch while i'm eating my like enjoying my popcorn but <laughs> that's cool what, what, what was the what was the last thing you saw uh the last movie i saw was liked? get out that i liked it was get out which was amazing it was really really everybody well done. keeps talking about that one yeah it's great it's um as a horror movie, it's just like it's really well put together and uh it's racist it's not gross or anything it's mostly just like it's like psychological um Horror, but it had me it like I was genuinely I didn't know anything about them like I kind of knew the basic plot but I didn't know um what the twist was going to be or anything like that and it was just it was just done really really well nice yeah I, I've I've been hearing nothing but praise for that and I've I've I've, I've got to get around to watching it but uh yeah. although I have been I was inadvertently spoiled on pretty much the entire thing but I still want to see it so yeah uh, no it's it's worth watching I'm always disappointed when my predictions for a movie are right. You know, I want them to surprise me and they never do because, you know, we've watched so many movies in our life and then we just know what's going to happen next, how this director's mind is working. So, yeah, I'll look forward to that. I think you should be a movie reviewer too. Apart from the video. Yeah. 
You should try that. Well, I, I should, I, I do write, I mean, I, I used to write movie reviews in high school and it was really funny because uh, it was for the school newsletter and it was always for, for movies that like kids in high school would have absolutely no interest in seeing. Like I wrote a review <laughs> of like natural born killers. <laughs> there was a, there was this movie called uh, 32 short films about Glenn Gould, which was like this like super indie art house movie that, that came out and it was literally what the title was. It was 32 short films. About Glenn. I wrote a review for that movie for my high school newsletter. And, and it's like, <laughs> I really like this. You know, I found this really fascinating. Each movie represented a different facet of Glenn Gould's personality. And people were just like, uh, like, when are you going to review? Like, I don't even know what the movies were that came out back then. But yeah, I was, oh, I was definitely an outcast. Um, well, if, if you are uh, sort of a fan of horror and all that, uh, uh, it does lead into the next question, which is uh, what fictional villain or monster scared you as a kid? So uh, pretty much everything that was in Ghostbusters scared the piss out of me when I saw it for the first <laughs> time. Um, so they don't they did they marketed movies differently back then. So I literally just saw the logo and I thought the logo looked cool. And I, I was five years old, and I convinced my mom and dad to take me to go see Ghostbusters. Oh, that might and, be a little young. Yeah. yeah, maybe. And from the very first encounter they have with the the ghost in the library, that one freaked me out as a kid. It too. just wrecked me, and I like buried my my head in my mom's lap, and um, <laughs> I kept telling her like I have to go to the bathroom just so that she could take me out of the theater because I didn't want to be in the theater. So like half the movie, I just spent in the bathroom with her waiting outside. Um, she didn't really get a chance to watch the movie because she was just kind of tending to me. Um, but yeah, it was genuinely scary. And also he's not a villain, but, um, E.T. kind of scared me too. When I first saw E.T., uh, just his mannerisms and the way he looked and the noises he made. I actually had nightmares about E.T. when I went home that night after seeing the movie, but I love E.T. now. Fair enough. Gosh. I don't know. Freddy Krueger was was pretty scary, even though I was obsessed with Freddy Krueger when I was young, having never seen any of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies because my 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 parents forbade it. Uh, but I just thought Freddy Krueger was the coolest thing. And then the first movie I saw was was Nightmare on Elm Street three, and it was at a sleepover at a friend's house. And I thought we were going to be watching like Ducktales or some shit because you know that's what kids watch. <laughs> but uh, he unbeknownst to his parents and mine so yeah we're gonna watch nightmare on elm street 3 and that was a bad idea and after that i was like yeah i don't like freddy krueger anymore because you know, he does horrible <laughs> things to people so. yeah yeah I could, I could kind of understand you know he's got the he's got kind of a cool look to him but um yeah but yeah uh, he I've cuts hated people him and more than i would have been scared of him just hated him oh it is carrier he's creepier no uh E.T. is classy. He's classy to um, be scared of E.T. instead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so uh, next question. What's one of your geekiest memories? So um, I think that my geekiest memory is actually my first memory ever. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. That's that's some serious geek cred right there. Um, I think I was, I was four years old and it was my birthday and I was obsessed with Superman. And I remember that I had uh, Superman pajamas that mm. I wore pretty much all the time. And for my birthday, my mom and my grandma made me a cake that had Superman on it. So I very distinctly remember coming downstairs in my <laughs> Superman pajamas and blowing candles out on a cake, on a Superman birthday cake. 
Oh my so that's god. Like, my heart yeah. is melting. <laughs> that's as geeky as they get. My heart is melting. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. That's the best thing someone could ever do for a kid. Yeah. No, my mom's <laughs> my mom's pretty awesome. <laughs> oh. That's a very distinct image. I love it. Yeah, no, I can still visualize it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, since the podcast, no one is going to know I'm crying. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, given all that, uh, what fictional character uh, or characters uh, do you relate to the most? So I guess this is another emotional one. Um, when I was, I think, 13 or 14, I read uh, The Talisman by Stephen King and Peter oh. Straub. Um, have you guys read that? A long uh, time ago. Yeah. I, I, it's been I, ages. I, I can recall. It's been it. ages for me, too. Yeah, it's been over 20 years for me. I haven't, and I don't remember much about it. But I do remember that uh, I really connected with the main character, Jack Sawyer, who was, I think, roughly my age. And um, he was kind of embarking on this quest to, like, an alternate reality in order to save his save his mother, who was dying of cancer, had some kind of illness. And uh, at the time, my parents had gotten divorced about six months prior, and my sister had gone off to college. So it was just my mom and I. And we kind of, you know, relied on each other a lot for emotional support back then. And, and we're like really close. My mom's like my best friend. So we were, you know, we were really close back then. So I just felt like I had a kinship with, with Jack because we were both kind of in the same boat. You know, with him, it was definitely much more. Like, you know, the whole world is at stake, but I definitely <laughs> uh, identified with him a lot. That's a really good one. I love uh, that. That's um, that's got a lot of layers to it. Yeah. You've, you've <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to remember the story. My uh, melted heart is not sinking. Thinking. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like a it's like a fantasy novel um, where like there's this alternate it's like a parallel it's like earth 2 basically it's like an earth 2 that exists called the territories and each person in the re in this world has an analog uh in this other dimension and people can flip from one dimension to the other and like take over the body or the or the, the mind of their analog and in in this in the territories his mom is actually queen of of that alternate reality oh. which I thought was a really cool touch ah yeah yeah i kind of remember that now <laughs> yeah it's a really cool story it was actually it was one of my favorite stephen king books I, I read a ton of king back when i was a kid probably too much i read a lot of crazy he he his stuff gave me like serious nightmares back in the day yeah uh, i read it uh, at the age of 14 it was my first stephen king book and it's it's really stuck to me yeah. <laughs> my um my my brother uh probably because my mom is a huge horror person um uh but my my brother would read Stephen King when he was like, you know, 10 or whatever. He read everything and he he just devoured the books. It was, he read The Stand, I think, in a weekend. Yeah. Uh, which, and he was only, God, I forget, like 12 or 13 or like something, teens or somewhere around there. And uh, yeah, he blew through that book like nothing. Yeah. He used to read that in uh, Dean Koontz. Those are his two. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like yeah. King for, for folks in my generation and for a lot of geeks in my generation was kind of like our Tolkien because he did write a lot of horror stuff, but then his his books kind of veered into a lot of different territory. And then he just did flat-out fantasy for a while. Um, yeah. And it's just such rich stuff um, that just the world-building that he did, I thought, was, was really incredible. 
there was Carrie, which just it, it delved into uh, the, the high school life. Books like Carrie, you know. It, right, right. So, uh, yeah. but I, I do admit uh, um, he's losing his luster these days. That's just what I feel. I've read his recent books and it's, it, it wasn't as, as gripping as it used to be. Especially when yeah, I'm writing romance. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I'm totally fine with that given how much that guy has written in his life. Like it's okay if it starts kind of falling off a little in terms of quality. Like you've done your part, you know? The guy yeah, has written so much good stuff. What, one thing that puzzles me is that how the hell does James Patterson release four books a month? <laughs> I'm not convinced that James Patterson is a real person at this I'm pretty point. sure he's an AI. I thought that I was... I think he's an AI. AI. Sometimes it's yeah. six books in a month. How the hell do they do that? Does he yeah. have a whole dungeon full of ghostwriters? He might. I mean, they do. They, some authors do that. They have they have people that, uh, you know, composers and, and writers, people who, who put out such yeah. a huge volume of work. He, does. he doesn't like, do they anything. They do have people that kind of... I think he's kidnapped. He doesn't do anything. He's done dungeons in his basement and he just makes them write all the time. There is no James Patterson. Yeah, I think he's like Watson. <laughs> I think he's like IBM Watson. People just go – somebody just checks in on Watson every now and again and just kind of like says, well, here's your story. Here's the book that you're going to write this time. And it's basically just kind of like a rearranged amalgamation of like the previous book yeah. with different with a different locale and different <laughs> character names, but basically the same plot. It's uh. a good gig though, man. I, I, <laughs> I'm jealous. Hey, it's it's working for him. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Anyway, <laughs> gonna move on now. Uh, yeah, it's my turn. Who inspired or encouraged your geekiness when you were young? I don't know if I can single anyone out. I think that I was pretty self-motivated in my geekiness. My sister is definitely kind of my partner in crime now. And when we were growing up together, we did a lot of we we had a lot of fun. Like probably another geeky thing, another geeky memory that I have involves her, in which. I would get home from daycare. She would get home from elementary school, and we would watch and then play uh, He-Man. We would watch the cartoon, and then we would yeah. crawl over to our little play space. <laughs> and we had we had Castle Grayskull, we had Snake Mountain, we had all the characters, and and Ooh. she would usually come up with a story on the fly because she's a really good storyteller. And then we would we would play. Um, He-Man and my basically my MO as He-Man was just to get into Tila's pants which was a little awkward because I was playing with my sister but that was pretty much all I wanted to do with He-Man was just like you know, get it on with Tila but um, yeah oh, so she and I were like uh-huh. um, she and I were basically kind of uh, oh, go ahead, yes, go ahead. The, it's one of the best times I mean I, I played out stuff till I was 15 or 16 maybe I think 15, watching shows and cartoons and then playing it all out again, it just, I don't know, yeah, maybe it's, it, the best. It's, it's a huge part of my life. I think it developed me a lot. Yeah, no, I totally hear that. Yeah, uh, being, being a kid and, you know, exercising your imagination in that way. And uh, I mean, I, God, I can't remember how many battles my brother and I had with uh, G.I. Joe or Lego. Or, oh. oh, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, man, those are yeah. good times. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I could honestly say I'm, I'm, I'm a good sword fighter than normal people because of all the fights we had with wooden swords for years. I mean, I've got practice. <laughs> yeah, she'll take you down. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so uh, out of curiosity, what uh, fictional character would you trade places with for a day? 
So I thought about this one, um, and there's a lot of options. I think, though, I'm going to have to go back to the basics and say Boba Fett. Uh, for the obvious reasons, like, it would be great to kind of, like, make my own schedule and, you know, kind of live off the grid and kill people for money. It's kind of been one of my lifelong dreams. Um, <laughs> but I think the the main reason for me would be if I were Boba Fett, then that would mean that I would get to be in the Battle of the Sarlacc Pit. And... Uh, I would have at some point before that um, worked on my jetpack a little bit so that it didn't malfunction at the slightest touch, <laughs> uh, which is something that I don't understand because he's this badass character that that is revered in the Star Wars universe, and yet he's got this dinky jetpack that gets a love tap from a metal stick and kills him. And I'm like... I'm sorry, but if you're if you're Boba Fett and you have this jetpack, it has to have malfunctioned at least once or twice over the course of your career, and you and you probably fixed that at some point, right? Yeah. So I, I would I would be Boba Fett just to right that wrong, um, <laughs> and so that Boba Fett could still be with us. But I imagine that you know in in the myriad of Star Wars films that are going to be coming out. Uh, over you know, for the rest of our lives. Yep, um, pretty much. That, that Boba Fett is probably going to come back at some point, but that's what well, I that's what I would do. I, I know in the extended, well, the now defunct uh, extended universe, he survived. He yeah. sort of blasted his way out. But uh, I, I did. I was talking to a friend of mine about this actually uh, over the weekend, last weekend, I think, and it occurred to me that you know he always seemed like a badass, but he never really did anything super badass. He never did. We made him a badass. Like we, yeah, we, we kind made of, him. We projected yeah. the badassness onto him, and he's and I think he's totally worth. I think he's such a cool character and concept. He just was never really explored to the extent that he should have been in the movies. He he did one smart thing. He floated out with the garbage. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, but he never like we never saw him really fight. And the one fight he got into, he was dead in. Like, he shit the bed. Down the- <laughs> like dude what <laughs> it's yeah. all talk you know like uh, yeah <laughs> cool armor bro you know just yeah but yeah. I, I i hope that uh they, they they do sort of resurrect him and he gets his due you know maybe they'll make i i didn't i hear a rumor they were making like a boba fett movie there's been a rumor that they want to do a um like a prequel kind of what like what they're doing with han solo and stuff like that yeah. which you know i'd be all down for but um yeah yeah uh so last question so, uh, what fictional location would you retire to if you could? Um, this one might sound a little lame, but uh, the movie. Okay, you guys have seen the movie "Defending Your Life," the one with Albert oh, yes. Brooks. Oh, I so, love that movie. Yeah, it's a great movie, and I would, I would basically, if if Judgment City were a place that actually existed, I would just retire there because just the idea of being able to eat the best food ever and not get fat and just like laze around. I don't around watch is the just... movie, so could you explain to me what this oh. place is? So basically, so his character dies and he goes to this kind of halfway point, which is where they review your life and uh, try to figure out if you're worthy of moving on or, or, or going back and trying life again. So the place is called Judgment City. It's not heaven. It's not hell. It's just this place where you go and they have all these amazing restaurants where you can get any food that you want and it's the best food that you've ever had and you can eat as much as you want and you never get fat. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it it's uh, it's uh, it's an Albert Brooks movie. Uh, it it is 
like I just love that film. Like it's, it's so just good. So, it's classic. so well done. And yeah, uh, it's it basically the the main character is this um, kind of wishy washy yuppie from it must have been the eighties. I'm guessing. Yeah. Well, I think it was early nineties, something like that. Yeah, yeah. In, in that ballpark. So he's like the the movie starts off with him like getting like a really fancy car. And he's out for a drive and he's like changing CDs or something. And he gets hit by a bus. He like reaches down like while he's driving and like it just plows into a bus. And then they, he wakes up in Judgment City and it's it's about his trial. And then he, he falls for somebody there. And it's 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 sort of a kind of a romantic comedy sort of it's thing. Romantic comedy. Yeah. Yeah. And but it's I love the concepts in it. Yeah. You know, just this greater universe i always wanted something else to take place in that universe but uh yeah ali if you haven't seen it you really owe it to yourself to go find it i i'm sure it's available on somewhere you can get it <laughs> yeah it's it's yeah. it's out there yeah yeah i'll see bit. it not just to see where he'd like to live but <laughs> to actually <laughs> watch the movie yeah. the, the uh the eating anything is just one aspect of being <laughs> in the because you're you're yeah. essentially like Sort of a soul, I guess. So you can't get fat, though. Your body doesn't right. really exist. So but it's like, but I basically eat whatever I want now, and I don't care what happens to me as a result because it's just all about the quality of life, right? But it, so it would just be a, a nice added bonus to yeah. uh, be able to do that and not have any repercussions. Yeah. Would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I, I love that. Um, anyway, so uh, congratulations. You have officially survived the questioning. I did it. Yay. See, that wasn't so bad. No, it was great. Yeah. Um, so where can people find you on the interwebs? So a couple places. Um, my most up-to-date site is my is my Vimeo page. So if you just go vimeo.com slash plot point productions, which is just kind of my the moniker I use. It's not like an actual company or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's where you can find most of my stuff. I have a YouTube channel, which is just under my name, Zach Pruitt. Um yeah, it's basically just those. I'm working on a website, which will hopefully get launched here pretty soon as I start getting like more um, like legit, like, you know, demo reel stuff that I can like show sure. to people who might be interested in hiring me. But yep. uh, Vimeo is probably where I'd send most people. Excellent. Well, we'll definitely put that in the show notes. Awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, th- thanks so much for coming on. I'm glad that uh, Naomi sort of connected us up. And um, yeah. Yeah, my um, pleasure. Anyway, uh, next week's guest is going to be uh, Tammy Federline, uh, and uh, I I really look forward to uh, to geeking out with her, uh, having um, previously uh, geeked out with her uh, with her husband. Uh, you can f- subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and Google Play, or pretty much anywhere else you might find podcasts. This episode, the questions, the geekscapes, and all of the archives are accessible through geekquestor.com. Please subscribe, tell your geeky friends about us, rate us if you can. If you like what we're doing, uh, please consider jumping on our Patreon at geekquestor.com forward slash Patreon. Uh, oh, and a little plug. Uh, uh, if anybody wants to join our Goodreads book club, uh, we are always looking for new members. And that's uh, geekquestor.com forward slash Goodreads. Uh, thanks. We all know the signs. The unsettling blue eyes. The vague cinnamon and patchouli odor the sudden disappearance from one place and reappearance at another, or perhaps the abrupt spouting of confusing prophecy. Spice addiction. It's a growing problem. Ever since the breakup of the monopolistic spacer guild, Melange, or as it's known on the streets, Spice, has been increasingly available to the populace at large. Does someone you love have spice addiction? 
Contact House Atreides for information on treatment, or contact your local mental health authority for information on dealing with this addiction. Because do you want Benny Gesserit? This is how you get Benny Gesserit. Hey guys, Charlie here. Just wanted to give you a little bit of a heads up that Alia had some connection problems and I had to do a little bit more editing than normal on the podcast. So if you don't hear her voice for a good chunk of the remaining part of the podcast, that's why. Anyway, uh, hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the Geek Question Week in Review. This is when we sift through the answers that you've given on my questions in the past week and give shout-outs to particularly geeky, insightful, or entertaining answers. Uh, to follow along with this part of the show, click the links in the show notes or visit geekquestioner.com. Uh, we love having new voices in our community, so if you discover you can't comment on the questions, which is really likely, uh, if you'd like to be a guest or have any kind of feedback or question ideas, just email me at feedback at geekquestioner.com. With that out of the way, let's dive into the questions from this week. Uh, we're going to start off with Friday, March 17th, where I asked a question that was sponsored by uh, Annette Holland. I asked, what, uh, what's a fictional holiday you wish we celebrated and why? We had 30 responses with Jody Kaplan having a plus 14 for First Contact Day. Vulcans, I want to meet the Vulcans. Then uh, Dan Thompson had a plus 11 for I celebrate Loki's Day, the eighth day of the week. When, you may ask, is Loki's Day? It's right where you'd expect it to be to, between Thor's Day and Freya's Day. <laughs> but you surely say, <laughs> there is no day between Thursday and Friday. That's because Loki, always the trickster, stole it. Yes, he st snuck off with an entire day of the week. So you say, uh, so when you say, thank God it's Friday, you're really thanking Loki for removing that extra day and bringing the weekend to us much sooner. Love that uh, answer. Uh, Stephen Nicholas had a plus 10 for, I love Dave Gorman's plan to rearrange the calendar so that there were 13 months, each 28 days, or exactly four weeks. Uh, he then had a day at the end of the year called Intermission, which was a holiday from everything. It wasn't a day of the week. It wasn't a day of the year. It was just ignored, and nobody had to work or do anything. Uh, on Leap Year's Intermission, last two days, and there isn't an extra day in February. And um, just a little shout-out to... Uh, Helen uh, Sukavong, which I know I'm butchering, sorry, uh, for her uh, very long post about uh, Kingdom of Loathing's Dependence Day, which was a, a wonderful little um, addition to the thread. So anyway, uh, do you guys have anything you'd nominate? What do you think of some of these? Um, <clears throat> the the last one was is definitely my favorite. This the um, Rearranging the calendar so that there's only 13, uh, 13 months, 28 days. It would make things a lot easier, wouldn't it? It really would, and just having a day where literally—I mean, I don't know—I I feel like I have—I—I—I I, I do my best to uh, set aside a lot of those days for myself over the course of the year, so that wouldn't be anything new to me necessarily. But I just—I like the gesture. I think it's a really cool idea because not everybody—not everybody has that luxury, you know. Yeah, exactly. Something that would just be removed from the calendar entirely. Right. Right. Uh, could you imagine how much well, we can't even agree on doing daylight savings time? So I can't imagine <laughs> rejiggering the whole calendar. Yeah. Oh, the chaos. But it would be kind of fun to do. It would. Uh, what, what about uh, some of these, Alia? What do you anything jumping out for you? Oh, yeah. Um, I've just noticed that a lot of people are sick of um, not having enough holidays. <laughs> and if I could have any, it wouldn't be fictional ones, but I really like the. Uh, Hindu festivals in India, they're so good. I would just have one of those. There's, there's one where you just throw colors at each other 
um, there's so much dance and music, and it's all supposed to be national holiday, so I love those. <laughs> What's the um, holiday in India that where you where you have that all the different color powder and stuff? Like, uh, uh, holy, it's called holy, holy. and right. yeah, it's a very holy day. <laughs> appropriate. Oh, appropriate, yeah. <laughs> and they have music and um, a kind of intoxicant that they actually have with buttermilk, mixed with buttermilk. And there's dance, and there you just throw a lot of colors at each other. You go there dressed in white, and then you just throw colors. And it's very, it's like a good party. So I would like awesome. to have holy. People celebrated it in even in Pakistan, the Hindu community over here. They did it, and I couldn't join because I'm busy. So I all I had to do was report it. You know, I got pictures from my reporters, and then I had just published that news instead of being there. Right. Good enough. But uh, uh, in, in terms of the uh, the, the fictional side, uh, uh, I like that uh, that Tornado Geek Alaska mentioned Captain Picard Day. I fully support that. <laughs> Hogs Watch. Oh, Hogs Watch. Oh yeah. Yeah, I could definitely go for some Pratchett holidays. They're always entertaining. But um, anyway, uh, uh, we're just gonna move on. Uh, we're skipping over Saturday, March 18th, because I screwed up and didn't post a question. So uh, with that uh, being said, I, I did post a question on Sunday, uh, March 19th, where we did our, uh, I think we're now in either our fourth or fifth year, um, I, I'll have to check, of uh, naming uh, Angie Creasy Thompson's flock of goats. Uh, they're, they're always born in the spring and it's become sort of a ritual with our community. And, uh, I, it's one of the things that lets me know that, yes, there is a light at the end of the winter tunnel. Um, and this year, uh, all of the, uh, all the goat names had to start with a J. So I asked what geeky or creative names beginning with the letter J would you recommend for her baby goats? We had 146 responses with, Tasha Schmidt having a plus 18 for Jabba the Goat, obviously. Uh, Matt Tumala had a plus 13 for James T. Kirk. Uh, Helen Reed had a uh, plus 11 for uh, Jedi. And if you get a minute, you really have to peruse this because it just really what you have to think of when you're reading through these 140 comments is these are all going to be goats. So... <laughs> uh, Thank you, Angie, for 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 letting us do this. I, I <laughs> it's wonderful. I love these names. So, uh, what do what do you guys think? And uh... um, I Jabba the goat, man. It just it just rolls off the tongue. It's really nice. I like it. JavaScript does. <laughs> I didn't expect that coming from Helen Reed. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh... JavaScript the goat. <laughs> Yeah, Tasha Schmidt had uh, Jem Hadar from uh, from DS9. Uh, Naomi had Jelts. Yeah, Ashley Dunn had a bunch of them. Jalal, Jennifer Lawrence, Jar Jar Binks, uh, Jack O'Neill. Jeez, so many play. <laughs> Jockin. Jockin, oh yeah. One of my favorites was the first one I thought of, but didn't actually get mentioned until further down in the thread. Uh, Tori Holland mentioned, which is uh, Jin Orso, because... Rogue One. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, Michael Rainey had Jean-Luc. Great. Of course, yes. Going back to Picard. 
I kind of want to see some like a little more like uh, punny action going on, like you know, incorporate something goat like into the name and also have it start with a J. Nobody's doing that; they're just kind of throwing names, which is great. But there's an opportunity here that I think is being missed. I'm sure we'll get to the puns on the Monday question. Yeah, a few people uh, actually. If, I, I think last year we definitely had a few more pun names. Uh, I forget what the letter was, but uh, yeah. but even still, it's it's terrifying how many Jar Jar Binks we have in here. Yeah, too many. Uh, Jumanji, Gigawatts. <laughs> yeah, a few Jumanjis um, here. John Collins. That's 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 good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jawbuster by Ashley Dunn. You gotta love it. And uh, Adriel Wiggins uh, said that uh, she was talking to her local goat herder, uh, telling her that, that we do this every year. Uh, they pick a theme. Uh, uh, I guess it was types of cookies, but uh, she liked the the, uh, the idea of the uh, letter thing. So Jessica Jones, Jack, and yeah, they they weren't as many. Like uh, Matt Tumala did say uh, Jacques Guto. See, yeah, yeah, exactly. That will always make me laugh. <laughs> always. <laughs> uh, well, Jennifer Bone did say uh, Jillian Andergoat. Jenna <laughs> uh, uh, Goatman, Matt Simola. Jurassic Goat by Steve Plummer. That's good. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, Matt Simola had another one. Uh, Jack Nickagoat. Jenna Goatman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jed Grover. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, it was a great thread. Uh, uh, this kind of thing really can't be done. Uh, we can't do it any justice. But uh, just take a look. It's uh, it's wonderful. And uh, again, thanks, Angie, for letting us do this every year. I, 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 I really do look forward to it. So we are going to move on, though, to uh, Monday, March 20th, which was our weekly word swap question. Uh, this one uh, was actually sponsored by Andrew Kaufman for his 50th birthday. He asked me to ask you... Uh, to swap the word young into the title of a story and uh, ask what the resulting title and plot would become. We had uh, 55 responses, which was less than normal, but I think the, the goats kind of ate up everything this, this week. <laughs> uh, we had uh, Helen Reed with a plus eight for the day the young, stood st- the young earth stood still, like the original, but takes place 4.5 billion years ago. And instead of humans, Klaatu meets single-celled organisms. Uh, Jalen Phoenix had a plus seven for grumpy young men. They're fresh out of college and already curmudgeons. Uh, Mark Plourd had a plus six for young Max Fury Road. Three-year-old Max throws a temper tantrum in the back of mom's car. A uh, little shout out to all the list makers as usual. Uh, Paul Duggan, Mark Plourd, Helen Reed, Julia Thompson, Ron Chait, and the White Crayon. Uh, thank you guys for really filling in this thread. Um, anyway, uh, do you guys see any that jump out at you? And... Uh, uh, let me, let me dig into this a little bit here. I actually, uh, well, hold on. Let me, let me find one first. <laughs> okay. Young fuzz. That's great. <laughs> young fuzz is, 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 uh, right up there. Yeah. Um, the man who knew too young. That's brilliant. <laughs> um, uh, it's- uh, Sean of the Young, a man accidentally stumbles on a mission to save all the youth from an outbreak of binge drinking, at least until the National Guard can be brought in to set up AA. <laughs> Who is that? Uh, Noel Adorkable. 
<laughs> I like that name. Oh, Noelle. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I'm loving some of her answers. Uh, let's see. Yeah. I love when people go into, you know, for fairly detailed, you know, Andrew Kaufman, uh, journey, uh, journey to the young of the earth and, um, actually has the people that are starring in it, you know, Pat Boone and Arlene Dahl are William Masters and Virginia Johnson. Like just <laughs> team up with Carl Jung. <laughs> Yeah, Ryan Blakeslide, uh, No Country for Young Men, a story about life in the retirement community and the ups and downs of the uh, geriatric generation. Um, so I did one, I did something similar to this, and I, I saw it on Reddit first, but then I but then I posted it on Facebook. Um, you take a letter out of a movie title, and then what's the what is the new plot? You just take one letter. Yeah. And well, so I, I started a thread on Facebook and it literally went on for like a week. There were like 300 right. comments by the time it was done because so many people like had all these – and they were so funny. There was – probably my favorite one was the simplest one. Um, my friend wrote in uh, The Bird and the plot was just one but he's pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I so, so, so that actually uh, – um, so about – oh, God. I think it's been at least a year now. Uh, I – I think it was actually it may have been a similar Reddit thread that because uh, that one kind of pops up on Reddit, and now every week I do a word swap or another letter swap or something like that, and if if you go back through the threads, it's always the craziest thread of the week, uh, yeah. it, whether it's swapping out a word or a letter, and the creativity. The, most of them go go on for at least a hundred or more comments. I've actually because I I follow them, uh, there are still threads from months ago that people still comment on from time to time. Yeah. 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 It really gets people going. I do it on Mondays because, uh, uh, yeah, it's a good way to start the week off, I think. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I, I I love what you guys do. Even the, even a word like young where you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't think you can make much out of it, but people, people come up with stuff. But uh, yeah, uh, I think we're going to move on, though, to uh, Tuesday, March 21st, uh, where, you know, I like to ask a tech question every once in a while. And I asked, assuming budget wasn't an issue, if you could own any piece of real world technology, what would it be and why? We had 45 responses with Clinton Hammond having a plus 11 for, I want an electric self-driving car with a 600 kilometer range and all the things that such a thing would entail. <laughs> uh, which I, I, I love that kind of complicated answer. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Brown had a plus eight for direct metal laser sintering machine capable of printing silver, gold, platinum, etc. Also some gold, silver, platinum, etc. Uh, or a Pacojet ice cream maker. Um, <laughs> and I just want to put out there that uh, Matt Brown is actually, uh, he makes things like jewelry and stuff for a living. Um, I actually have a wooden ring that he made. Uh, so that's, he would definitely put that to practical use. So it's not just some random thing, I think. And, uh, Nicholas Cardo had a plus eight for a self-driving career, preferably with a personality. <laughs> that one wins right there. That one wins. Uh, yeah, I, I think it does. Um, anyway, do, do you guys see any others? Or, and what would you want actually? Gosh, I, um... I think the one thing that I would probably want would be like, right, I can't think of long term because I don't really think that way. I usually just think like, what do I want right now? Yeah, that's okay. I would I would just want like a fully decked out top of the line editing uh, PC. 
with like all the best components and you know two big monitors and just like you know yeah yeah so that nice be, like uh you know hdr monitors and you know with yeah hdr monitors like Dual graphics cards, eight yep. like sixteen core processor, and like sixty four gigs of RAM, and just like something that I will never have to upgrade again for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Until eight K comes out. Until eight K comes out. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, the worst. What, what about you, Alia? Uh, right now, I would want the fanciest coffee maker ever. The fanciest, most expensive piece of technology that's just a coffee maker i would want that like like one of those big like um uh espresso uber yeah, things that, that like, has all the uh-huh yeah yeah i've, I've seen My some birthday of those is coming up on 8th of april you know if anyone wants to give me a surprise gift <laughs> sure i've got five grand lying around yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, my 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 mine's, <laughs> mine's coming up on April sixteenth, so you know, I, I'm, I'm always uh, I'm always open for gifts. I'll just mail you my address. <laughs> That's my safe to do. You, you yeah. promised. Mail us your address. That's great. <laughs> just write. <laughs> you're gonna write it down and send it to us. How quick? Yeah, we'll, we'll put it in the show notes. I'm sure nothing could possibly go wrong. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but. Uh, I'm trying to think for, for me, I mean, if, if it really were kind of a, like, um, uh, well, you know what, immediately practical, sort of, um, maybe something like a Tesla or something that might be kind of cool. But And Tesla featured yeah. very highly on this, by the way. I think every other comment was a Tesla. I wouldn't mind a Tesla. I would not mind a Tesla. Oh, Dennis Harrison said uh, uh, if, uh, if they were younger, uh, a, a ride to the moon and back with SpaceX. Hmm. I would, I'd sign up for that. Why a not? lot of these things, though, involve potential death, like the self-driving car, you know, like, careful what you wish for. Like, you want an espresso machine, you should qualify that and say, like, I want an espresso machine that will never break down on me. <laughs> <laughs> because you can almost well, be guaranteed that a contraption of that complexity will be, will probably break down. Uh-huh. I, I think, uh, I think. Uh, yeah, the the sort of magical tech that never fails. Right. I think we call those rocks. <laughs> True. Rock will never crash on you. Uh, let's see. Steve Steve Plummer said uh, high capacity water purification system. I could see where that okay. would be. Uh, uh, Annette uh, Annette Holland says, "Forget Teslas. I want a flying car." And she links to uh, there's a company that actually makes sort of a flying car. It's got like uh, it's wings. A bad idea again. Potential death. Someone wants drones, uh, two drones. Jeff, Jeff Baker wants two drones. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay, not very yeah. drone with lasers. Okay. <laughs> Some, somebody wants Google glasses. <laughs> wow. Really? Jamie Mueller, I want to see one. I want to own a C-130 or C-17 and turn it into a camper. I could live in the front and haul a car around as well. <laughs> and he... He literally has a link to something called the Flying Winnebago. Oh, my God. Uh, Lone Star would be very proud. A completely automated milking parlor. Nope. Yeah. Who's that? Angie. Angie Creasy Thompson. Oh, yeah. Well, that again, on the that farm. That makes sense I, for her on a farm. <laughs> I could see where that would come in handy. Um, oh, Kanadi said uh, the Alcyon, uh, which is like a, it's a turbo sailboat. Uh, I might never touch the shore again. I agree. That's pretty awesome. 
I, I, some people went for some classic cars, like uh, Dennis Harrison with a 66 Chevelle. Yeah. But I, I think the, the, the best one-liner definitely has to go to the self-driving career. Yeah, that's that's great. That would be my Yeah, I, 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 I totally – it took me two reads to, to even spot that when I was going through the answers. <laughs> I just – oh, another one for a car. Oh, no, not a car. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, Lee Roche wants an attack drone like an MQ-9 Reaper. No reason. No reason. Yeah, he he apparently wants a battalion of robot, uh, like a robot army. Apparently, <laughs> I can see the appeal of that. Yeah, that'd be really tempting. So, but anyway, uh, uh, great thread, guys, and um, yeah, I, I this this wasn't anything. Fan- I mean, it was sort of fanciful in a way, but uh, uh, yeah, great. Oh, oh, actually, hold on before I. Go jump ahead. Nyoka the Jungle Girl, a giant Tesla coil for the top of my house so I can shoot purple lightning at all the people that wake me up and ask, what is this place? At 8 a.m. on Sunday morning. Oh, and maybe a few Faraday cages for the groundhogs just to be safe. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> some some serious thought went into that one. Yeah, she, she's clearly thought about this. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm all in Tesla coil. I'm in. So, I mean, granted, yeah, like you said, potential for death, but you know, it's cool. So, anyway, we're going to move on to uh, Wednesday, March 22nd, which was uh, this week's product review uh, for a cone of silence uh, that you uh, that you purchased, and we had 26 responses with Lawrence Hultz having a plus 14 for what, <laughs> which was. Delightfully in character. And Lee Roche had a plus 12 for, so it turns out all those annoying people talking to me were actually me. Five stars for effective, one star for revealing. (laughs) Uh, And Julia Pinot had a plus 11 for one of her wonderful pieces of spam that she loves to put in these answers. Uh, Surplus spy equipment for sale. Wish you were a spy, but don't have room in your budget. Looking for that special something in your uh, for the spy in your life? We have what you're looking for at bargain basement prices. Come to Spy vs. Spy Emporium for the lowest of the low prices. Items available for sale include lipstick guns, exploding pens, laser cigarette lighters, and a variety of hidden cameras. Special offer, use shoe phones, $1.99 a pair. All equipment sold as is. No warranty against defects, no returns on special offers. God, I love those. So yeah, I love these product threads. Um, you guys get into character as always, and it's it's delightful. So I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, Lee Roach has my vote. <clears throat> <laughs> that's that's very very clever. Very 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 clever. Let's see. Oh, Robert Chambers. I bought my HAL nine thousand. I thought my HAL nine thousand computer wouldn't be able to hear my colleague and I when we were discussing the possibility of deactivating it. Now my colleague is dead, and the computer won't open the door to let me in. Obviously, it didn't work. <laughs> uh, I I I kind of enjoyed uh, Paul Duggan's blank review with five stars. It's very meta. I love it. But uh, yeah, you you guys as always just genius. Um, look forward to them every week. And um, but that being said, we're gonna move our butts over to the last question of the week, which was Thursday, March twenty third. Uh, this one was another sponsored one by uh, this one, courtesy of Tasha Schmidt over in our Goodreads group. Anyway, uh, she was asking, uh, what do you think you'd find in your 
uh, Dystopian uh, Room 101, which is from 1984, and why? Uh, we had 29 responses with Jeff Baker having a plus nine for ha! Nice try, Charlie! And Tasha Schmidt, uh, if those are your real names, uh, you just want me to admit what my biggest fear is so you know what to stock up on uh, in uh, for my eventual incarceration in Room 101. I'm not falling for that trick, so you can completely forget about putting snakes or spiders in that room. Now you'll have to excuse me while I go and repair my tinfoil hat. It got a little askew during that rant. And I just want to say to Jeff, um, crap, you're on to us. Um, but don't worry, the uh, the thought police are on their way. Everything's going to be fine. You know, war is peace, etc. cetera. Uh, Matt Brown had a plus eight for really intermittent Wi-Fi signal. <laughs> and Brian Blakesley had a plus six for uh, people with lists of inane questions I'm required to answer for their satisfaction. And another one, I think, was a jive at me. So... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the, the, the punishments will, uh, will, will continue. So anyway, uh, what would be in your, uh, room 101 and, uh, what do you think of some of these? Uh, I just watched, actually, I just recently watched 1984 for the first time. I had never seen it. I saw it last month. Uh-huh. Um, and I really enjoyed it, but I don't know what I would have in my room 101. I do. I do. I, I like the idea of like being a thing that you like that just doesn't work that well, <laughs> like something, you, <laughs> something that you use. But I just can't think. I can't think of a good example. Um, yeah, it's like whatever sort of terrifies you. Right. I think for me, what it would be. I, actually, I, I think if it would be the kind of thing where there'd be nothing in the room because I would my my ADD would go. I would lose my mind if I had nothing at all to focus on. So yeah. it would probably be just an empty room. Yeah. So, uh, which actually, I think um, yeah, uh, uh, Robert Knight was, was similar with unwanted solitude. So yeah. Actually, I just thought of one. It would probably be. Um Mariah Carey's Christmas album just playing on repeat. Oh. Because yeah. I used to work at a I used well, here's the thing. I used to work at a music store. I worked at a music store for eight years before I got into software. And uh every Christmas we would play that album pretty much on repeat. Like because we just we just kept selling all, you know, selling out of the CDs because everybody wanted that album. Mm-hmm. So for like a month and a half every year, I had to listen to that album and it and it almost uh drove me to murder. Like it was it was really bad. Oh man, I I have a frame of reference for that. I I for for a few years I worked at a party store, and they would have these loops for the holidays, uh, for 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 Christmas or for um, uh, just various things for for Valentine's Day for everything. And it was these terrible loops of some of the worst show tunesy kind of music. Oh yeah. And they, but they would every once in a while they'd have like some licensed music in there and oh wow that drove me insane so yeah yeah it, even if you love a thing hearing it over and over and over yeah it can kill it really quick <laughs> um yeah so in terms of other people's answers here uh, a TV that only streams internet troll comments that's, that's good oh Steve Plummer yeah oh Jalen Phoenix uh, my my 101 contains Utopia. For imperfect humans, the perfect society can be achieved by the vilest oppression. Very true. Tasha Schmidt, I have a cotton phobia, so probably forcing me to make one of those cotton spiderwebs for Halloween. Ah, I'm freaking out just thinking about it. (laughs) 
Uh, oh, uh, Jessica Quandas said uh, spiders and more spiders. <laughs> yeah, Paul, uh, Paul Duggan said the British TV show called Room 101, which, by the way, I didn't know was even a thing until I started doing image searches for a uh, a proper image for the for the question. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I found that. So it's it's amusing. Uh, it's basically torturing celebrities. Uh, let's see. Oh, Andrew Kaufman, a large and complex task that I cannot directly work on. Instead, I have to motivate others to perform individual tasks. <laughs> um, Robert Chambers, my living room without the Wi-Fi router. Shiver. Yeah, no no internet. Yeah, actually, no no connectivity. Well, I suppose that goes along with my room with nothing in it. But uh, yeah, having it also be a Faraday cage with no internet. Uh, yeah, I would. God, that's a night. Yeah, no thanks. Books full of misspellings that I'm obligated to read out loud. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, uh, great answers and somewhat, somewhat terrifying. Um, yeah, somewhat terrifying answers. But uh, th- thanks, everybody. Uh, another another great wake of answers. And um, But uh, that about wraps up uh, this week's questions. Uh, thanks for being on, Zach. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was a blast. Yeah, it was awesome having you on. Um, I'm uh, I'm glad that the uh, six degrees of whatever that got you here is uh, <laughs> it worked. So yeah, <laughs> it's awesome uh, have having somebody else sort of join our little community. So uh, thanks, Alia, for for jumping in, even though with the time change we had a little uh, bit of a snafu there. But I'm glad you made it. Uh, as always, you can uh, find Alia and myself over on G Plus for as long as it continues to exist. Uh, Alia's over at Instagram at her full name. So check her out. She's on Facebook too, I think, right? Yep. So see if you can friend her over there. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Charlie Hoover, at GeekQuestion, and at Geekscapes, depending on what you want to follow. Uh, remember that if you want to join in, you have to visit GeekQuestion.com. If uh, you discover you can't comment, you'd like to be a guest, uh, have any feedback or question ideas, just email me, feedback at GeekQuestion.com, and I'll hook you up. Finally, on behalf of Alia, Zach, and myself, I just want to say thank you for listening, and as always, stay geeky. Um, can you send her a chat on Hangouts? Yeah, no, she just reloaded. Ah, oh, okay. There she is. Oh, I'm back. Whoa. Hold on, give it a second. You sound like, uh, say something. What? Oh, God. Yeah, you're crackling the hell. Is that real again? What? <laughs> well, uh, if I ever make a blooper reel, it'll this will make it into it. But um, 